0: All right, so to start off with, I'm going to give you each a piece of paper and a pen. What do you rate Black Panther out of 100?
1: Can you be more specific with the question?
0: No, that's it. If okay, you had to like give a, a... And if you want to just come a bit...
1: A oh, I was just, I was just hiding.
0: Just, oh. Yeah, oh, no, oh, no, as oh, in oh, I'm oh, recording now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, yeah why, well, hello. Yes, yeah, so whatever that means to you, out of 100, what would you give it? So then we'll go around... What do you rate Black Panther the movie out of 100, Tanya? Okay, so for me, I gave it 86.5. And Christopher, what do you rate it?
1: I gave it a 78.
0: Okay, and Felicity?
2: I gave it a 90.
0: Hmm. Okay, and I gave it an 87. Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi and this podcast is all about writing, storytelling and I'm sitting in the studio with three people who actually inspire me quite a lot and I'm going to get them to introduce themselves because today we're here to review Black Panther the movie. So we'll start with Tanya. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you're up to. Thanks for having me, Taku. Um, So
3: I'm Tanya Hodza, part of Africa On Screen Film Festival, so a massive um, cinema person. And having this opportunity to chat about Black Panther is definitely up my lane. So really excited to hear what everyone else thinks, um, especially leading up to our Africa On Screen Festival later this year.
2: Fabulous. When
1: when is
0: it? It's in September. Nice, okay. (laughs) I'm there then. Perfect segue. So, yeah, introduce yourself, Christopher. Hey, this
1: voice is Christopher James White. Um, I'm a filmmaker and visual artist. So I do illustration and uh, long-time comic book film fan. So I'm looking for somewhere to put all this energy of <laughs> shit that I have floating around in my head about this movie, getting to talk about it to fucking somebody. somebody.
0: <laughs> I mean? Great. And next we have Felicity.
2: Hi everybody, I'm Felicity. I am a creative slash um, intellectual. I do, um, I'm studying my master's in law in gender studies and development. So I've got that sort of human rights background and gender studies um, background as well, but I'm also interested in film and um, documentary filmmaking um, and just creative direction in general. That's That's my thing. A little bit all over the place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks for coming. So to the listeners and everyone, I met these three people in different ways. I met Tanya because, oh, we met uh, ages, ago. ages ago. And
3: I think I online stalked you when you still had <laughs> Ribbon of Africa in prep, oh, oh, yeah. I needed your mentorship words oh, of yeah, wisdom that's right. for a fashion um, festival that I was a part of.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, so background is I used to be an African fashion designer for a while, so I was doing fashion festivals and shoots and all sorts of styling things. And most recently, when I moved to Melbourne, Tanya had this African film festival, and I was so curious and went and watched quite a few interesting things. And then that night was an Afro jazz event straight afterwards, and that's where I met Christopher. And then I met Felicity's husband, Tender McFly, who's been on here a couple of times. He's a podcast staple now and uh yeah so getting you all together is very exciting to me because i love how you all think so i'm gonna just throw it out there uh did yeah did you love the movie what did you think of black panther we've done the reviews but yeah, yeah. what's what, the,
4: what Yo. you
0: know <laughs> what uh, what's yeah i loved the movie but yeah
2: you're right there's so much to unpack
1: you hit, you in. gave him a 90 though
2: i did that's I high did. Yeah. Yeah. it is but the thing is i'm i like a movie that can entertain me so that's like the first basis mm-hmm. yeah. and i think yeah. just on that alone if you're a film buff like me, like I don't want a film where I'm gonna fall asleep. Like okay. where I'm gonna be bored or the characters just like, What are you doing? Man, I, and I agree with that.
1: There's so many movies where it's like it was technically good and beautiful cinematography and it was an amazing thematic but it's I fell asleep halfway through. That like the- you can't call that a good movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if we exactly. start going yeah. that artsiness is somehow better than how much do I actually want to stay conscious to consume this, that's
2: Exactly. That's some kind of
1: snobbish nonsense.
2: Exactly. And so having Black Panther being so entertaining and just being so fun as a superhero movie and then having like that added element of what it means to us like as people of color and black people and mm. africans like so that's just that's why it's, it scores so high. Like my mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I, I like that. Actually, actually, I'm asking you what you thought of the movie. We haven't even said what the movie's about. I mean, what I mean, kind of interview? You you
1: all know what this movie <laughs> is. Know. This motherfucker if has you, made like four <laughs> four hundred million in his right. first yeah. like five no, days.
0: Yeah, come number on, one, number one movie. Somebody's in the world. out there
1: watching it. I mean, they. Yeah. I think they know. I think it's actually just, <laughs> it's just us seeing it like five six times. <laughs> I've heard people be like, "Yeah, this is the third, fourth, fifth time we bought it a whole theater." I'm like, no. I don't know if the, if everyone is watching this movie or if it's just like everybody movie. black watching it twenty times. Twenty in times, a row.
0: yeah. Actually, you know, maybe that's what it is. That, but that, but no, but you know it's what? Definitely, we still we that. still have to we still have to act like somebody's listening and they've never heard about this movie. Okay. So maybe Tanya, Tanya, yes. how, yeah. tell Makes us sense, podcast tell podcast us very quickly. What is the Black Panther movie about?
3: So hard to summarise, but I'll do my best because I get excited for any Marvel movie. So I follow Marvel for every single movie out of the 21. I've watched all of them. Okay. And so Black Panther is sort of a carry-on storyline from um, Civil War, which was the Marvel last um, blockbuster. And... King T'Challa, who's now king because his father has been assassinated, is going back home to go through um, a ceremony to make him king and also see his people after a very long time being away trying to, I guess, revenge the death of his father. And then the journey then goes to getting all the tribes together, seeing Wakanda and its beauty and where he's from and the issue of vibranium being a very sought after resource and what that means to the kingdom of Wakanda, what that means to the rest of the world that wants to get its hands on it, Um, and the journey of his cousin, Killmonger. So our revered villain, I'll say. And he makes a journey back to his homeland where nobody knew he was existing and wants to challenge King T'Challa. So it's, I guess, a good and evil fight on T'Challa reclaiming the throne, Killmonger challenging that and the journey they take through that. So really, I won't go into too much detail because there'll be two more days.
0: Do you know, I don't think I could have said it that well at all. That's great. It's an obsession. No, that's great. (laughs) That is great. Okay, well, that gives us then the context of what we're talking about if you haven't heard or heard about it or watched this movie. All right, Chris, we'll go to you then. Mm. What did you think of it? <laughs> like as you were in the, in the Man, cinema, what what were you thinking?
1: Because ne- I, I, I I love the movie. I'm definitely generally a Marvel fan, and I will say mm. that this I haven't seen all the movies. It's probably like maybe two that I've not that I've not watched. Marvel makes to me quite average movies. Like as much as I love them, I go and see. True. I, I go and see all of them, despite the fact that I think they're kind of kind of average, like
0: mm-hmm. B
1: grade most of the time. This movie though was top three, and the best yeah. one was probably the first one that that really kicked it all off. So that that two thousand eight Iron Man is probably s- yeah yes. has yes. has not okay. been surpassed. Yes, and then the I would say for 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 number two would probably be like Winter Soldier. So it's 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 tied. For that, that
3: number
2: two spot.
0: No, no, Look no. Face.
3: <laughs> I know Flick feels <laughs> differently, but the funny <laughs> thing that you bring up, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier and Black Panther actually are the only two Marvel movies that don't have anything really that focuses too much on the action part of it. There's a moral, I guess, theme behind that. Yeah. And then that's, quite interesting that you go, okay, that one and Black Panther and obviously because, Iron Man. Because but...
1: story has to, fo- has to follow, or like action has to follow story. Yeah, There's so yeah. many of these Marvel movies where it's like some like kind of rough white guy a rough white guy who's not quite a hero stumbles into a situation of great responsibility. He's selfish, but then he learns the error of his ways, <laughs> fights some villain who they like slap together in a in a writing room with like twenty <laughs> minutes of work. Guy makes no sense, has no motivations besides I'm evil, let me yeah. <laughs> let me take over the world. Mm. They fight he he wins of course within within 2 hours he manages yeah. somehow to like mm. go from being an asshole who's not a hero to training <laughs> himself to mastering the craft enough to beat the super big bad all in yeah. 2 hours and it makes no fucking sense
0: it's it's, yeah. it's it's it's
2: and then get the girl oh yeah and then get oh, the girl yeah, and, 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 and kiss her up and, and, like, and all that girl stuff who's got so. no brains possibly
0: uh, y- you guys are actually
4: <laughs> kidding me right now Which is, this but is but
1: marvel has me- they've made a uh, uh, like a cash cow out of making these pretty safe but like average movies they're sure. good they're like they're, they're very they're accessible all, they're all about they like six to eight out of ten like there's yeah. they're mm-hmm. not making any tens yeah. but mm-hmm. they never make twos they're yeah. not they're not risking yeah. much they 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 found their sweet spot even mm-hmm. though they try a bunch of different stuff so i'm gonna, gonna say in that space black panther did real real well out of yeah, out of twenties plus films True. top three is, is
0: saying a lot yeah. Okay, that yeah. is think, absolutely fascinating. Go on. Yeah. yeah,
2: I love the word that you use, accessible, because um, I think that sort of shows like the like the immensity of Black Panther. Because at the moment, right, you have Marvel that makes these superhero movies that tend to bring a lot of people together. Like they're the superhero films tend to be the films that have the biggest audience. Yeah, if you think about it, and so this accessibility and then bringing it into bringing it into Black Panther, like that Wakandan world is just, like, amazing to finally expose that side of, I guess, comic book heroes or, I suppose, um, African or black strength to the biggest audience possible. Like, that's, yeah.
0: So so why do you think it's such a big deal being a black movie? And I'm asking this being very facetious here. I want to hear what you think. Like, why? Why then, if it's just another average marvel movie you know why why is this one such a big deal i think in your it's, eyes it's not
3: just another marvel movie so i think um sort of building on what flick was saying around marvel has established themselves they've got an audience they've got people who are into comics for years and years and now they've you know created the audience and it's right timing for something that's Slightly different. Black Panther's been there in comics and you have the people who are into that. But in terms of the everyday person, unless if you're a comic head, you're not really exposed to that. So I would like to believe that they built up to that because they didn't make it number three of the Marvel series they didn't make it number four but like towards after 21 films or like right at the end they bring this up it's the right timing there's a lot of films out there in the market over the last I guess the change in terms of the narrative and representation on screen has sort of been shifting over the last maybe 10 to 5 years when you look at films like 12 Years a Slave coming out like that was sort of the change of the flavour and people being okay with seeing more people of colour on screen Wait, the very yeah. tailored would stories
1: you, would you say that 12 Years a Slave was like a shift in something
0: I thought Moonlight was the shift it was yeah. My, moon, Moonlight.
1: Moonlight maybe yeah.
3: I would say 12 Years a Slave was a shift in the fact that we weren't really ever going to see a, a slave who becomes a hero in that light like that in Django it wasn't going to be mm.
1: actually I'll say shocking. Django was a shift yeah. Django yeah. was a shit. I'm, I'm mad yeah. that Tarantino had to be the dude who made
0: it. That movie was so yeah. goddamn yeah. Good. That was yeah. a good, and movie. like that was. Yeah. But
1: look, I mean, I feel like Twelve Years a Slave was it was good, but it was still like slave narrative. It wasn't. It didn't seem to do anything that. That that was still within the lane that we've been allotted. I but don't, yeah. You don't
3: take 10 steps forward and shock the audience. That's not used to this. I think it was the start of, okay, slowly getting the audience to think, okay, it's okay to see it in, in this light. Because that guy in Twelve. We and had not had to harp on about like, it. It wasn't that oh, far yeah, off. Truth, we had, roots,
1: roots, we had We've been making slave movies. But yeah. do you know Glory. What's different? Like, okay, what was different? Do
3: you know what's different? I'm actually noticing this because Chris is black American. I'm yeah. African. For me, okay, yeah, maybe was that's not something. a significant thing because I didn't, really relate to the storyline it was a great yeah. great, great show and it, great messaging but i wasn't really exposed to it in zimbabwe that much
0: actually maybe let's segue into where we're from and yeah. and so just i guess our black heritage and what yeah. that looks like uh, tanya you've said you're from zimbabwe yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were born in zimbabwe and moved here to australia yeah okay and what about you felicity yeah same here i
2: was born in zimbabwe and migrated to australia when i
0: was nine and Christopher,
2: I'm
1: from Atlanta, and I've been here like two years. Yeah, yeah Australia that is.
0: okay. And that's,
1: I, a, that's all the story. But oh, you, you, oh, you know, but the the idea that like that I think African Americans or like the, even just different pockets of the, the diaspora uh, would look at the movie a little bit differently. Yeah. That mm-hmm. came up a lot mm-hmm. when, I, when I came Wait, out of the
0: theater. Ooh, yes. yes, because yes. I, when
1: I when when we started talking about Kill Margaret I was like it, the first thought I said when I came out of the movie was. He he was not only just right. I think mm. he was so much more interesting and compelling. I cared so much more about him than <laughs> T'Challa, like by far. And I'm a big Black Panther. Like I've been a, a Black Panther fan since like probably middle high school, and mm. so I want and, and I've got an idea of what Black Panther is supposed to be in my head. <laughs> and so you know, you come into the movie and you try and you try and put those feelings aside. T'Challa from the comics wouldn't do that. You know, you, you kind of try and fight that feeling. But he just wasn't as interesting as Killmonger, which says more about Killmonger than T'Challa. But he is... was just, the whole time I was mesmerized. This character was w- Ooh, so good. The best oh, the best yeah. in the whole f- film.
0: What? This is so fascinating to me because of but what, I've what you're saying. But i
1: also heard that's like an American thing. Black American yes. thing. Yeah. Yes.
0: And in fact, I was going to read out the last paragraph of this uh, review that I sent yeah. you guys a link yeah. to, so it 's uh, it 's by the boston review and it 's a guy called I wrote it down Christopher lebron so mm-hmm. his last his last sentence is as an African American person Black Panther is not the movie we deserve. My president already despises me. Why should I accept the idea of Black American disposability from a man in a suit whose name is synonymous with radical uplift, but whose actions question the very notion that Black lives matter?
1: Well, so, so
0: in yeah, so then in the in this actual article, what I got from it was he was saying, "How can we, or how can Tchalla be like, yeah, you know, we're all for Black people, but not African American Black people, and it's only through Killmonger that." Mm. Killmonger then comes back to say no, but we're trying to fight for all Black people, and he still gets he gets like nah, that's that's not what we want to do. Yeah. So, the the article is quite interesting, and that was like oh I I hadn't thought about that. So you bring this up that I think the experience of African American people and African people, yeah. Why? And why this, I'm this,
1: trying to. I want to. Please, guys, tell me. what That's. I mean, that's why, is, why we're here. Wanna, yeah. yeah. Because I want to. Okay, I yeah. want to understand that because, mm. some like. <laughs> I, th- I feel like with, with Wakanda, I think it's part of the beauty is, like, allowing it to be not, u- like, a utopia. Like, I, I appreciated them being able to explore that. I would have liked to see more of it. But if you think about Wakanda on paper, it's beautiful in that it's this, like, post-colonial, like, pre-colonial, super high-tech African nation. It's an amazing mm. place. But on paper is it's basically just high tech African North Korea. Like they don't they, it's totally it's totally cut off from the from the rest of the world. They don't allow yeah. foreigners at all. Like this is Trump's dream, right? This is this is them going, No, if are you do you have the war dog lip tattoo? Otherwise, stay away from our borders. We don't Wakanda's don't fuck with Kenyans or uh, or people from Rwanda or any of the people bordering them. They don't care. I mean, and this mm-hmm. is all the way back in the comics, it's a it's a isolationist totalitarian state it happens to be beautiful and it happens to work uh-huh. but it's pretty crazy on paper so I, appre- I appreciate them getting to explore like this guy killmonger comes in and says yo you all are sick like your system is sick there's two billion people on the planet suffering and you all have basically amazing superpowers you have a massive like mountain of magical rock that can solve the world's problems and you go no this is why killmonger was so interesting he through his life and death he taught the audience, but also T'Challa. These three points, right? One, if you've got the power to help people and you don't, you've taken the moral low ground. Two, power is the only true road to freedom. And then three, power can only come from strength. Now, everything else that he was saying is like true, but or I guess his like his methods weren't good, but that that rang true.
0: Mm-hmm. Felicity, what well, do I... what do you? What do you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. What, and yeah. It's...
2: It's fascinating to me because liberation struggles have, have been so different around the world. Oh, yeah. When you see people of color taking power back into their own hands, whether it's from colonialism or suppressive legal systems or whatever. So I think you're right, Christopher, like in talking about Killmonger's character being very interesting and how he taught T'Ch- T'Challa those really important lessons. Like power can come from strength. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be at the expense of others, because I feel like that was sort of my issue. So what I'm trying to say is, okay, I agree with Killmonger in his ideology, because Mm. he's right. This protectionist, isolationist ideology just it doesn't it it does not sound fair. Like when you think of the civil rights movement and you think of um, black people and the the liberation struggles; therefore, it's been for the good of everybody, yeah, the good of each other, you know, to break down white supremacy or any sort of structure and liberate ourselves from it. So, how can the Wakandans being like, "Yeah, we're out here partying," you know, enjoying our vibranium, doing all this exciting stuff, listening to, you know, dance house in the lab? Like, I love yeah, that scene. Every I, time yeah. we really, I like thought it like was me house. too. Yeah, I loved it. Um But, but then there's like, yeah, like you said, two billion other people like black people suffering and they don't have the means they don't have the power they don't have the energy they don't have the knowledge and here you are sitting here doing that right yeah but then in the radicalization of a person like killmonger his idea is to send the vibranium weapons all over the world and just get people to fight right yeah and i am not an anarchist Right, I study human
0: rights. Yeah, yes. It so I so. understand.
2: That, that, yes. idea might, <laughs> that idea might
1: not work out so well. But yeah. Let's right? just give everybody <laughs> weapons now. Yeah, exactly. No That's background true. checks. The who no. doesn't yeah. matter who uh, gets yeah. it. Mm, let's sounds, start. Start like them out.
2: Some that sounds like it's already happening somewhere. But <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. True. So so I understand like the I, I suppose the contradiction in my position because in human rights you have to fight to get them. Like yeah. nobody's ever been just been handed. Like that. That's what I, yeah,
1: like I don't think there's some peaceful way where where everything is just fine. People die, like, exactly.
2: But the thing is, I feel like even though it was sad. Killmonger yeah. died yeah. I wanted you know? to get
1: brought back so bad right no <laughs>
2: right please but, but please, I know, understand Kugler if you're
1: listening bring him back do something, <laughs> something figure it out
2: posthumous <laughs> thing. If,
1: if Loki can be in 15 <laughs> Marvel what? movies somehow actually
0: somebody said Mark that yeah. Needs to, yeah. yeah you need to bring,
1: bring Killmonger back. back I feel like he and will Loki come bo- back Loki is born yeah. By, he, yeah it's Wakanda anything okay. could
0: happen yeah oh yeah sorry so
2: quickly I'll just finish so what I was saying is so you have Killmonger and he had to die and I think it's important for the plot because it's it's a difficult position to stand with, but mm. I think at the end of the day, it's important to know that violence begets more violence. True. Mm. And that position. <sighs> Not if
1: you finish them.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's... Okay, so Kong there Kong. we go. So see, that's the thing, and you have <laughs> no, to be... incomplete.
1: <clears throat> violence begets yeah. more
2: violence. <laughs> exactly, because we kind of come back to I don't know if you guys ever heard of um, this African writer, Franz Fanon. Yes. yes, He's yes. he yes. amazing. And he talks about, you know, acts of violence and yeah. mm-hmm. how colonialism was an act of violence in itself, not just in terms of like, you know, things like slavery or the actual beatings, but mm-hmm. in how, you know, like the internal colonialization and how people started to think of themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you have that such strong level of violence, it has to be, it can only be eradicated with that same level of violence. So that's that position. And As a, like, as an African and as a person, you know, my my grandparents fought in the liberation war in Zimbabwe, so I know about that. And I understand, but at the same time, it's like, are we going to make ourselves just like them? Because the problem is, okay, Mm, because the problem is, we have to remember that the problem is white supremacy and colonial structures and imperialism and things like misogyny and the patriarchy, not white people. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes... Yeah. they Like can, it's a system of doing
1: it's things. It's
0: a system, Yeah, right? it's the systems.
1: That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, so, they're not, nobody's that different from each other. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we're
2: all victims. We're all trying to figure out this thing we've been handed down. Yeah. And we're not asking people to, like, um, apologize for okay, what ancestors were done, but at least acknowledge. So I think that's that's why it was important for T'Challa to then have that U.N. scene. But, but okay. And, you know, speaking to the world. That's, that's what I was Fair, yeah. but
1: but check this out. I feel mm-hmm. like T'Challa mishandled the whole... I, this is the first thing I said after I finished the movie. Hello. T'Challa mishandled everything. Like, he, he did not conduct oh, yeah. himself as a king should conduct himself. <laughs> oh, he, he, so literally, he literally had a lot... Like, Killmonger... You know, what do they say? Hurt people hurt people, right? Killmonger yeah. came in with a good idea, doing it totally wrong because his whole life was nothing but wrongness. Like, he was literally abandoned as a baby in Africa. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? What's up? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, you you go no. Well, I, I'm just, I'm full of questions and, and I don't want to interrupt you <laughs> wait, because I'm listening. Okay, because, let me just, let me because just
1: finish that, that point out there.
0: Wait, wait. Yeah. Let me just what's, finish. What's up, Can I up, just finish? No, 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 there isn't a question. It's just, I'm just trying to, I'm listening to you and trying to process everything. And I want to, you're each saying so many different things that I want to um, unpack and not okay. even unpack- yeah it's like a question sprouts and then everybody's answering i i want to come i want to bring it back to the the systems okay. in, the systems in play and the political messaging of this movie mm-hmm. are people reading too much like too much politically into the movie about the black struggle and blackness and this is our time or is it just a movie and do we feel free or creatively free and empowered now that Black Panther is out? Because that is the the sort of um, tagline that's going. It's like now, you know, now yeah. we're free, now we can, oh, yet yeah. it's still it's under like the Marvel that. system of it's not colored people necessarily at the top who are making the decisions for us to make these art okay. forms. So I kind of, I think because you started talking about the systems, I'm interested in your thoughts about what's happening now with this, seemingly political movie or movement or epiphany or milestone and what people are reading into it and is it that way? I just want to say one thing, or a couple actually. Say say, say
4: everything.
0: Please go. Oh my gosh, my phone is on. (laughs)
3: I'm just going to ignore that. Starting with, um, I guess, starting with the first question around politicizing the movie. Is it actually um, a movie with political themes or undertones in it or not? I actually feel it is, Mm -hmm. based on, I guess, Black Panther, the comic. Um, Mm -hmm. It might not have been out there, written down, say, yep, so we're about to make a political, you know, angle for this movie, no. But when you actually look how they handpicked some of the key actors in it as well and Mm -hmm. their thoughts, you kind of have to question that. But overall, in terms of art, art will always be interpreted from the eyes of the viewer. Mm
4: -hmm. The
3: artist might want it to look, you know, if you have a canvas, you paint it blue. The artist might be like, oh, this is an ocean. Two other people might walk in and go, Oh, that's like the sky and how endless it is. Someone else might see something else in it. Do you so think that's they the came beauty. in with that intention? No, but that's the beauty of art. So whether it's film, whether it's mm-hmm. paintings, whatever it might be, the beauty is that people will connect to this piece of art and have their own story or their own lens to it. Mm-hmm. So for the black majority, it might have been made specifically to kind of go with the narrative of, you know, there's Black Lives Matter and all of that. At the end of the day, even though the guys at the top might not be, you know, people of colour who are making the decisions to make this film, you know, when there's something that's a hot topic, it trends, it gives you money. It might have been the agenda, and I don't want to question that, but that might be the agenda for the two leads at Marvel, but for everyone else like the director Ryan all the actors like Danai Gurira, Lupita, Mm -hmm. it means so much more to them. So even if you listen to some of their interviews and how they translate it or how Chadwick was seeing it as well, Mm -hmm. um, for some, because they are of African origin like Lupita and Danai, it means so much, so much more. And there's other ways of looking at it, like what we were talking about before. So I really feel like it does have a political undertone in it. Definitely, Mm -hmm. and that can't be put to the side. For those who don't see it, it's probably because they haven't experienced what people of color have experienced, so they're not seeing it that way. I think For everybody them, it's a it though, right? Like, you, I think you yeah. know white
1: people looked at it and were like, this, they're saying something. i like, yeah. listened yeah. To, to One yeah. Review by Ben yeah. Shapiro. That's the idea yeah, I, no, I, I, I just listened to. Like, I, just read I got his, really I mean, upset. I, I, oh, he, really? I haven't, I haven't heard it I thought he was so light on it. Because like, no. I've listened to, Sh- to Shapiro talk a lot, and I was like, okay, he's going to say something outlandish about this movie. And I felt like he pr- he was pretty accurate in everything he said. I mean, he had a couple of little things I would have disagreed with. There were like value assessments, but yeah. his his assessment of what the movie was saying was pretty spot on.
3: No, in terms of the the cinematic qualities of the movie and how he rated that, I'm
1: no, no, no I'm, talk, I'm talking the political part for sure.
3: But then he did say it it was politicized and it wasn't a political movie, and I'm like, uh,
1: oh, that yeah, was his but overall. But you know what? I, I'll say this with with Brian Coogler, like yeah. I feel like because he he rewrote Eric Killmonger's character. Yeah. He's not like mm-hmm. that in the comics. Yeah. That that whole like motivation mm-hmm. of having to put up with the the. American system of white supremacy and that informing the way that which makes perfect sense like Mm. I feel like you had to make this movie political you can't tell a fairy tale about a about a black utopia that's hidden in Africa and give it to a real world audience and not explain like hold on though but why did slavery still happen why did Jim Crow still happen all that kind of stuff you know.
0: Well, we're going to take a very lovely break after mm. that uh, because Ez is here. So we've got another filmmaker joining us. And I, I really feel bad to cut you off mid-sentence, but I'm I I'm just, I too. really, oh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I really want to throw him in while yeah. we still have time. Yes, yes. So we're going to be back with Ez. Nice. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the second part of this episode. Uh, we had to end a bit abruptly before because we have Ez now in the studio. So welcome to our chat about Black Panther, Ez. How are you going?
4: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, pleasure. So, Ez, tell us a little bit about you and your work, what you do.
4: Well, my name is Iseldin Deng. I'm from South Sudan, uh, independent filmmaker. And also, apparently I've been hearing the Uprising film director in Australia. So that's, that's amazing, just kind of here especially from Guy Pierce because I've been working in a TV series called Jack Irish at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and uh, just for, for me to just kind of hear from him. And I'm like, how did you know that I'm developing a a feature script? He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, we listen. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. And also I work in the community. Basically, I work in the art world. And for me, I just kind of scratch uh, the problem or the issues that are happening Uh, within the community, nothing to do with gangs or drugs or anything like that, but uh, health promotional videos uh, regarding, like, hepatitis B, cancer, um, alcohol problem, for instance, just getting for young people to get help or older men to just get help, and also I'm trying to get into um, depression as well.
0: Okay, that's, that's great, as And uh, I was saying how I met everybody else who's in here. So we've got Tanya from Africa On Screen Film Festival. We've got Christopher White, who is a filmmaker, visual artist, poet, uh, yep. And we've here. got, you know, he's out <laughs> here. And we've got Felicity, who is a human rights you know advocate and activist and lawyer and also a filmmaker. And I met her through her husband, Tenda, who was part of my radio play. And and as i met you first maybe 2 years ago and you were screening a movie at Afrohub and i just fell in love with just your eye so visually i was so excited that you had this eye and i've kind of just been following your work ever since we just never hung out yeah. i think this is the first time we're actually just yeah, hanging the first time, yeah. um but then i saw sunshine and if anybody hasn't mm. seen it or doesn't know a so sunshine is the sbs show that is based upon you know the South Sudanese Mm. community just like a spotlight into that world around basketball and Mm. I just I was really fascinated by by that and and uh I ended up meeting or meeting Dana Reed who directed it and she talked so beautifully about you she just said you were so keen that you were teaching her so much and it it really made me feel good to hear that so now this movie black panther comes out and i'm going who are filmmakers who are people i can talk to about it as a film or putting stuff or or stories on screen and it's great to
4: have you here yeah thanks for having us as well
0: so uh yeah so in the last bit we were all fired up i don't even remember what the last point was but i think christopher was just like "Ah!" and then i was like no dude we gotta get the door you know um, but I was saying, you know, I, I'm really curious about why this movie is so important then for future stories that we want to tell. Mm. So, is when you watched Black Panther, tell us what you loved about it. And then, yeah, tell us what, what score do you give it out of 100? You know, you tell us your thoughts.
4: Well, when I first watched Black Panther, I thought I was just part of the crew who organized, you know, who organized actually film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know but it, it has been a long time coming to just kind of see uh, a, a black story a black superhero on a big screen mm-hmm. uh, it's not just because it's nothing to do with race or, but the representation is very important and for us to be represented in, in Black Panther movie and also to have all these wonderful cast, all of them together in, in one one story, it's incredible and and my little brother, who I went and watched the film with, you know, um, he said to me, uh, "I want to be like that superhero, Batman. It doesn't look like me, so yeah. that kind of just kind of struck me." And and again, nothing to do with political issue. It's just to have something positive to be put out there, and also something fun to kind of enjoy. And and people can just take the story in whatever direction that they want to take, mm-hmm. because now we we have something to talk about. Now we could. We could argue now we could find ways of how we're gonna move forward and and how we we're gonna envision the future and also to have a voice um, as as individual people to actually create a positive stories that will just go out uh, to the world, you know without getting afraid. And the film, I watched it three times. Oh wow, that's yeah, yeah that's keen. One yes. time with His all my, make so much money. yeah yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. With, with all with all my black folks. Uh, with all the African diaspora people, including Waganda people over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, just with my people, to just kind of enjoy the film. And then the second part, it was just me trying to concentrate and just getting to know the story. Mm-hmm. And then the third time, uh, watch it with white folks, yeah. just me. Yeah. Just to kind of hear the, oh, their reaction, like you brought yeah. a group of whites, folks no, just, the white folks specifically to white or just <laughs> went, to a, yeah. Yeah, just went yeah, to a regular thing? Yeah, just went to a regular thing. I thought you like maybe yeah.
1: hand-picked, like I want to see what these
4: guys do. No, no, no. I went to Crown yeah. Casino. Like, well, then, oh, yeah. And then... Um, you went to where? Crown. Crown oh, Casino. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I would read the film, um, like I think 85. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, I've got some good reasons. Yeah. It's just because I felt... I felt it was too fast. Um oh, okay. I felt everything was just kind of rush. Mm. Um but I know why. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's supposed to be action thriller kind of yeah. Genre, but we'll get the four hour cut eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the director's cut. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's the reason why I just kind of give it that uh uh right number. Yeah.
0: I, I cannot stress to you how relieved I am that you're all giving it that kind of but you're, same you know things was so important like know, let it
1: be average Like, this is the first of its kind. We don't need it to be an amazing black film, uh, Mm -hmm. like, sci-fi thing. Let it be okay, like all the other white films have been okay. And then we get to have (coughs) the second one and the third one and the fourth one, and we can have all kinds of black, like, all black stories. Let it be be a 7 out of 10.
0: And I think that's what I was feeling a little uncomfortable with. Do you think that we are giving it this kind of rating or average rating from our filmmaker or film lover lens, like, our perspective, versus everyone else who's just... It, it it's getting 120 out of 100. It's just here. Mm. So that was my, that was where I was struggling. It's like, oh, oh, wait, like I get, I get it. Like everybody loves it. But, but mm. this isn't, the very best that we will mm. make or can make. Right, so, right. This is not so so top. Should we, we can top this. should we just be like, no, we love it, but <laughs> yeah.
3: you know, I think, yeah, I think it's a euphoria moment. Like, I'm quite happy with people going 120. You know, mm. it's above average because there are people who are looking at it as a, oh, we've found something of our own just this one time. So I'm like, allow them, allow mm. them to think it's this great thing, but let the people who are in the industry, like us guys, mm. then aim to surpass that. And Mm. that will even make our audience even more happy. So for me, in terms of the average person, they might see it as, you know, 200 out of 100. (laughs) But because it's the moment. Mm. I think after a year, when something else comes up that's more acclaimed, then we'll go, oh, okay, yeah, we see where that was. But as a filmmaker, from Ezra's point of view, or from Chris's point of view, I think they might just go, okay, fine, that was cool. We've already talked about the CGI gaps there and and issues that were there. So obviously the filmmakers and the people of colour community will surpass that later on and that will educate our audience because they don't know what to expect we give them what then they expect from that.
0: And, and actually when we are talking about the CGI stuff that was when we weren't recording so let's go back to that. The mm. technical aspect of this film. So maybe actually as you can tell us technically
2: <laughs>
0: technically <laughs> with a technical eye as yeah. somebody who has directed, shot worked with cameras, worked on TV what what were your thoughts about the technical way that the, this movie was made, like how well? It
4: looked? To be honest, uh, the the film was shot beautifully uh, mm-hmm. at first, and uh, and the cameras that they used they were just like kind of small, compact kind of cameras, especially in the action scenes, especially the one that they had in Japan um, in, at the bar. You know, they were shooting oh, yeah. with like about eight, ten cameras at the same time. And that scene is just kind of the most difficult scene. And I haven't seen any film that kind of, uh, um, they were shooting an action scene with 10 cameras just gone at the same time. And and the way the director, Ryan, just kind of cut it all together beautifully. And and in terms of kind of CGI and and, and the technical part of that, like the CGI, it's in humans' mind. So I, I don't know how Uganda would look like. But for Ryan, as a director, he's like, this is how it looks like. Mm-hmm. But even though he's, he's a comic lover, uh, I don't like uh, comic kind of films, you mm-hmm. know, or superhero m- movie apart from this one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, first time when I saw it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And the second time, I'm like, mm, you know, <laughs> why are you saying Uganda is beautiful and then they go through these trees and all of a sudden we're in Uganda you know, uh, to me that's just kind of very, very cheap, mm. and and then um, so this so everything else is just kind of cheap. It's not like big. Even like extras, they didn't have like hundreds and hundreds of extras yes, there. Mm-hmm. Actually, so everything
2: that's yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah go,
4: go ahead. Driving, go ahead.
0: They, no, that
2: was actually one of my biggest critiques as well. Like. Um, you could see that they cut back on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, when you mentioned the extras thing, it reminded <laughs> me of the, the battle scene. Mm. The has yeah. come out. And I'm thinking, like, really, you see the Doro and Milaje fighting. There's, like, five... Of them actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then they get like the little closer, and then and then they kind of try to show that there's this other big battle happening in yeah, the background, yeah. but it's really like sparsely, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm thinking, like, when you think of things like Game of Thrones, that was yeah. gonna be <laughs> my <myself or>, like <laughs> where the, the battle the scenes epic battle. Are just like yeah. 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 epic, yeah. epic
0: exactly. but did they, so. but then did they need to because maybe that's not where the focus was? Well, and yeah, so obviously, obviously didn't need no. yeah.
4: The, the, like, especially uh, we'll talk about that scene because that scene became, like, super fast and mm-hmm. that scene is kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's supposed to be the most important scene right? of the Gundam movie, yeah. yeah. you know?
3: Yeah, Because of the messaging as well behind that scene, somebody was talking about how, you know, it's the tribes now being broken apart mm. and the differences in this perfect little world they had and mm-hmm. now they it's now changing and you have it to be such a I don't know it was a disappointing I guess battle scene I think Game of Thrones has just ruined (laughs) us all because we know now what a good battle battle looks like like. and it just maybe the funding I don't know really the funding yeah. No,
1: there's a there's no. a there's a, limit, there's a limit on how, how much a dollar can, can go. Like yeah. two hundred million is a lot. Well, why didn't make they make the movie nation, shorter? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. my
0: my personal gripe was it was so long. I've, really? I felt yeah. I, uh, well, really. I, felt, I, I just felt it was slow Like I found it slow. And Everything. then we had two baddies, and so yeah. her baddie one dies halfway through. What's his name? Claw. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then and then I was like, oh okay. I found it a little slow. So, you know, it was, yeah, and I'll I'll say my other... There was a
1: lot of stuff I didn't feel like they got it. And this was what I was going to ask you guys. Did Mm. you feel like Wakanda was... I I thought this was amazing world building. Like, Mm. they they built this place, and we got to see what, like, the street vendors looked like and all that kind of beautiful stuff. But did we... Did you guys feel like it was actually fleshed out as as it ought to have been? Like Like an African place? Was Wakanda built, like where we felt like, oh, I understand the fashion. This is a real, real place. Oh, did it feel mm-hmm. real? Mm-mm. No, not to me. Or did it feel like no. a bunch like 10 extras walking around like one street? Do you know what?
0: Yeah. I, I saw those, you know those African baskets, the, the oh, woven yeah. ones? I mm. saw them in one shot mm. and they were hanging up and people were walking and, yeah it just did not feel like right. It, city, it didn't yes. feel right to me. And I think that was probably my personal thing is Perfect. it felt like a mishmash of everything African to make this African place that mm, I, oh, as an African, I, could, yeah. I, I, so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't quite relate to it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> can I imagine going to Wakanda? But then the on the, f- was like that though?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm African-American. Flip, so I, have a, I'm, I really side, want to hear you all. You, so Cause my, it was a mishmash.
0: So my thing is like, then it's like, that's, if we had to invent a new African country mm-hmm. that it's called Wakanda, and then everybody who's not African has never listened to any of our stories, comes in and sees what we have now imagined as our new African country, I I, I don't know. I, I really, it didn't Ye- sit. Yeah, it sit well th- with, th- this, this well, w- with th- me. That's what
4: I was saying before, like when we enter Wakanda. W- yeah, for the first time. Mm. You mean it's, when they come through that tree? Yeah, yeah the bits. Yeah, yeah, straight away after you go. Wait, so th- what, was the, what was the issue? What did they do that was off? It just doesn't look... It cl- doesn't look like Waganda. Um, it, it doesn't feel like you just enter and you're like, mm, I'm like trying to figure like out the where I'm at. country or right. what do you mean? It just didn't feel right to me. You, mm. know, you
0: know, Africa has this texture. Like okay, there's a okay. texture yeah. about Africa yeah. that I always find when I take photos back in Zim, in Zimbabwe, or if I go to the rural areas, there's a texture to even the photographs. See, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. on this nice fancy pants camera, there's still something in the texture of it being yeah. Africa. Same the time. soil, The there's something. Even the chickens and the animals. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt like this was a very stylized version of Africa, which I think is still oh, yeah. beautiful and imaginative, yeah. but I still... What would, I was, how could they
1: have fixed it? What should they have done? I don't, know. Well, well, I don't to me, know. You know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: t- 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 I was going to say,
3: I... Okay I appreciate everyone's viewpoint but I actually feel like it was right the way it was mm. in terms of the mishmash and all of that the the problem I guess the the writers and the director had was talking about this fictional African country and mm. not skewing it to one culture
0: because yep. mm. right. thinking
3: about the audience at the end of the day Probably Ryan would have been faced with the idea that, you know, Lupita is Kenyan and yeah. I is Zimbabwean. If they'd gone direction of Zimbabwe, and apparently it is based on the Zimbabwean Mutapa kingdom, just plugging that in. Okay. But if they'd gone full-on Zimbabwean culture, somebody from Kenya would have gone, uh I, I don't connect. Mean, yeah, it's, it's and, a, yeah. you know, nah, but nah. But, for really? That's for not... me, I think it was a person Lord of the Rings who's... is a
1: crazy mishmash of a bunch of European, like, mythologies. Yeah. Mm, and nobody me, I... makes that criticism, you know? I
3: actually think, for me, the beauty of it was trying to bring... Bring all the beautiful parts of the culture it didn't really cover all 54 countries no. to be honest yeah. but all the things that were available I guess for the directors and the, and the writers that they could mashed together and sometimes when there's too many cooks in the kitchen (laughs) it doesn't come out quite right especially coming from us as africans who are looking at it and going oh that doesn't that doesn't look like home at all but i feel like for someone like chris or somebody who doesn't know how to imagine an african kingdom for them it's like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever since sliced bread but did you feel like it was fleshed
1: out though like did did it feel like this is a real place and when when the camera goes away and we're not here anymore wakandans are still living a life did it, it
3: feel like that? I, I guess I didn't expect it to feel like a real place because mm. I know oh, it's like from a comic book yeah. and it's yeah. you know, it's imaginary. I, wanted to feel, I needed to feel so, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I go to
1: Hogwarts, I need to go <laughs> yeah. when I'm not looking, <laughs> yeah. this school still it runs. They have, school. <laughs> they have they have <laughs> Harry Potter did a very Everything. good job of that. It yeah. felt yeah. like a real there's yeah. a real magical wizards go here. Yeah, like mm-hmm.
4: like to yeah. me, like if mm. if um I don't know, if you if they even just shot somewhere in South Africa. Mm. Just the normal building, because mm. they've got like beautiful place, and then you know? added some extra CG, yeah, out, hocus just, pocus to it. That would be, would be just amazing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. again, you know, they did they did a great job, and yeah. you know, mm. we're proud of the film. Yeah, and let's not yeah let's not forget know, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I gave it a seven out of right, ten. The, but yeah, thank yeah. you, Ryan, Disclaimer, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I think yeah, you, like he Ryan, he did an amazing job. But again, um, to be honest, just coming from a a, a filmmaker point of view, when you're sitting in that. Uh, in that, um, in that table with uh, executive producers, they don't let anything just go. Mm. But yeah, a lot you know, of stuff yeah. got lost. Yeah. But he came. Had money. He came a long way, even though Waganda doesn't feel like Uganda. But he had something in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. For yeah. us yeah. to kind of take away, and Definitely. um, but for me, I will take the name Uganda, but I will visualize it in a way <laughs> that that I know how Uganda would look like.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
4: Uh, and to me, Waganda is everywhere. Like mm. even in Melbourne, Uganda lives. Right, yes. you know? such
0: a good message. So, I love that. Yeah, I actually love that. I, yeah.
4: yeah, so yeah. I, I think um, it's it's it would be our duty for for our next stories to to tell the real places or even like just imaginative places uh, because like to me, I, I couldn't imagine how the future would look like for my country. Mm. You know what I mean? But now these like hopes and glimpses of like okay, I can build these kind of buildings. That's what it could there. be yeah. in twenty. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's what that's what this movie is. It,
1: it can it could have been garbage, and it's still like we got yeah. to tell a two hundred million dollar movie. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was black, and everybody who black, yeah. ch- Asian, yeah. white people. Everyone went to go see it. So mm-hmm. what do we do next? We can do a mo We can do Star Wars, but everybody's black. We can yeah. do yeah. we can yeah. do cowboy movies. Like no, no, no. black yeah. stories are just human stories. Anybody it's we can a, we get we get a, a, a sci fi superhero. Yeah, yeah. I like, think.
3: Yeah. One one interview that I was watching with Nani, she talked about how Wakanda is very, um, or Black Panther rather, I keep mm. calling the movie Wakanda. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. Wakanda, but, um, <laughs> she she say that it was culturally specific but mm. universally familiar, and that's something that I hold strongly to with yeah. say African screen. She, she and don't worry, I'm about mm. to break it down for you. Yeah. So <laughs> my passion for African um, cinema and getting film out to Australia mm. is there because I feel like our stories are very unique to us. They're mm very different people haven't seen it but love is love whether it's love in Zimbabwe where I'm giving you this rose or whatever flower that we would use then in that space mm. but if a person's sitting in China and watches it they'll be able to connect to the overarching theme of it and that's mm. one thing that African filmmakers African writers need to own the fact that your stories are not different doesn't make them any less yeah. important mm. yeah, yeah, especially yeah. for other people who might not be from where you're from they still want to hear about you know you running down the streets of Harare or wherever it might be in Africa and they'll be able to get the overarching theme which is what I'm excited for with the next I guess steps in cinema and us actually being able to fund our own films because Marvel thank you this was amazing Mm -hmm. but we need to come to a place where we appreciate film that's coming from Rwanda film Mm. that's coming and Go out in hordes and celebrate that as well, Mm. because it doesn't make it a great film only because it's coming from America or it's coming from UK.
1: How do we get there? How do we get a movie from like a a small place? Because it it takes like money to get it. Every where where do we? How do we get to that place where it's like we didn't need Marvel? Like Ryan still needed Marvel to give permission and money to make. That's what I was saying. How do we get past this? Where we can make whatever we want
0: yeah like and that's exactly what I was asking about that system, so how yeah. ev like out there the the messages we've made it we're free, like mm, this is our quite, time, yeah, and yeah. then I'm like, but wait a minute, we did it, we're not the studio who made the story, so yes yeah, yeah somebody yeah. else, and I think his name is Keith Page or Kevin Page, the mm. Marvel guy, so he's the yeah. executive producer who's part of this you know this team, mm. and so that was my question, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but ultimately. What this movie has done, the Marvel people made a business decision, and yeah. amongst other things it's business, business yeah. Yeah. they they have now seen that this 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 works so yeah. obviously you're going to see a lot more studios doing it, mm. and Australia, which is you know where New we live, home. this is our hood <laughs> you know, so what does that look like for us because I guess that's exactly what I was trying to question is now yeah. we've had this to kickstart it, but what does it mean in terms of ownership of our stories and us yeah. producing and making the stories we want to see versus, um, you know, whatever. Just so I don't know. I'm Hollywood. throwing that out there. Yeah. What, what does that look like for you? as like how are you going to make the stories you want to make now that you've seen Black Panther? Or like what does that, do.
4: Yeah, you're in it. How do you? How yeah. Do you, how well, do you, make, you just money to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you just have to be honest um, um, from the start uh, on story. How? W- what is story? Would you like to tell from the start? As soon as you speak and say, "This is the story that I want to tell," you don't go back and change your mind trying to do something different. Mm. That's what you do, and, and and that's about it. So basically, like the feature film that I'll be working on it. Um, uh it was just me literally met with a producer and I'm like, Look, this is a story that I, I, I wanna share with the world, but literally I wanna learn as well. But how can I give you my trust oh, for I you to hold God. on into this and and for us to make it uh real? Uh so basically you, you watch Sunshine and he's like, Yes. And he's like, Do you wanna direct it? I'm like, um, I wanna co produce. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, um, but, I'm like, this no but. You know, I've got this story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody else can co-write. But I want to co-produce because I want to learn. I'm coming from a different yeah. a- angle. And then he's like, um, you know, you own my trust. So I'm like, all right, cool. How about this? Yes. I'm going to give you a short film. And this is the, the beginning. So I will learn how you work. And you, you learn from, from me and how I work. And then we just develop this story. Mm-hmm. And now we, we shook hands. And literally, we just got to do it. Yep. And, um Did you feel oh, like you had like
1: po- like power over what you were doing? In the in, in, in like, the how what did it feel in that? Yeah. What did yeah. it feel like in that space? Did you feel like yo, I got what I wanted, not because someone let me, but because I'm wasn't I wasn't excited? Like, how there, did yeah. it feel? Yeah.
4: Yeah. It it felt great, and it felt like the, I have a responsibility as well, not just because of the story, but the responsibility of the African diaspora community in Australia, and the fact that watching uh Black Panther and then a person sending me a message like is hey, we're waiting for your movie. Mm. Yeah. That's, mm. you know, that's that's, that's big. That's yeah. it's that so for that I have to like get up and actually do it. And knowing that I'm not even gonna lose one part of my culture. Mm. But I have to make sure the Waganda comes out, you know, which is what's mm. what's happening. And um and, and in that story I'll I'll be honest, um especially um, what we going through every day, you know? Um, mm. Walking down the street or just living at home or... Yeah, just uh, the stories that are untold uh, mm. through, through a big screen. Yeah. yeah, right, because
2: yeah. there's there's so many untold stories. Like, people are are walking, carrying around this immense levels of knowledge mm. and mm-hmm. it's just invisible or it's just not acknowledged at all. Yeah. And we have so much to learn from people in our community. And so... I think to add to that would be to don't let, I guess, let, for the lack of a better term, like, white people or at least white supremacist structures be the gatekeepers mm. to our success, like, oh, yeah. in yeah. film. And I think the only way, like, or at least one of the ways we can get around that is to coming out, like, to support our own, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, come out, if you know somebody's doing something... And you can put your support behind it. But like, also, like, go for it. Yeah. The mm.
1: thi- the reason Black, <laughs> the reason Black Panther <laughs> yeah. was so big is because it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, Black people have been making and watching movies for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the, the real, the real factor is, let's be real, is that this is a movie that white people went to go see too. Like mm. that's that yeah. was one, that was the defining factor that made this so different. Mm. Black people have been making sci-fi movies, and we've been making hood. But there's Tyler Perry made, has made a whole. Yeah. Th- th- like different empire, genres. out of black movies by pe- black people for black people produced by black people all the way down. So the distinction is: how do we get big enough to where like we're undeniable well, we're, to everybody? That's right. Yeah. Where
2: well, we don't need that. Cosine. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Because mm, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I see that within the community where you can have people look down on somebody like Tyler Perry and be like, oh. I mean, I do. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> right? You're saying right? it even now saying, oh, he's going to create
3: Madea Goes to Wakanda. Mm. But, she's Well, the good oh, thing cringe. is, part of. Black Panther was filmed in his studios. So
0: I'm like. Yeah. Oh, that was all it? Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I was waiting in the credits like, oh, come yeah. on Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to the city, to the, yeah. to the state of Georgia. Like, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I, I really don't want to do this, but you know, we're still, we're still talking and we're going to have to wrap it up at some point. But I, I think I'd like to hear now about maybe what you're currently working on, mm-hmm. what you want support from, you know for like Mm. how can we support your art form your practice what is the crazy ridiculous dream whatever else you want from this moment on because i'm going to put all your links you know for social media maybe if you want to put in videos that you've done people can see your work but my fire at the moment is to start showing the people who are telling stories that are their own Mm. but also stories or or projects or initiatives that Mm. are you know a bit, you know, left of field. They're not quite conventional. They're a bit different or they're unusual. You guys being on this podcast is... (laughs) such a joy to me because this is my freedom i am not asking anyone for permission to put this on itunes this is literally me saying Mm -hmm. i want it like this and this is how i'll do it and that's the kind of freedom i'm trying to share with everyone else that you have to just start telling what your fire is and Mm -hmm. then you'll see you will pull the people so my fire is also to make tv and film and, and things like that but for us to produce them But then in this room are the very people like when you have your movie, it's going to be at her festival. When you do your film, it might be her directing. And when Mm. I do my stuff, Mm. it might be all of you guys in the writer's room. So this is almost planting the seed, not for us, but even the ones behind us, your brother, the kids. So when I'm saying or asking, what are you working on? What do you want support with? Then, yeah, you don't know who's listening. You don't know who wants to help you. So. Maybe we'll start with you, Felicity. Is there anything that we can help you with?
2: Um, right now, um, we're in the process of planning the secret show, um, which another secret show, which will be um, in July, hopefully.
0: Oh, tell us about the secret show. Who is okay. it? What so, is it?
2: So the secret show is something that my husband and I have been, um, we were trying to get into where we curate, design, um, market, um, and put on, a, a spoken word and musical slash visual art show. So um and our our hope for it is that it's something new every time. So the last time we had um Tana McFly as the headlining artist and we had P Unique supporting and Yasha and Band of Brothers and NOA um so some other Melbourne based poets and musicians. Um, and then we also had um, what was it an open mic so that was really great we had some like lovely surprises come up mm-hmm. and that was really great so we're hoping to do another secret show um, and the concept I guess behind the shows as well is um, it's usually at a secret location and you don't find out the artists performing until like the week before and then you don't find out the location until the week before so it's all very late like, nice. yeah it was yeah I went
0: to the that. first one and it was, incredible it Thank really you. was even at the when you got to the door you had to say a secret like password, a yeah. secret password yeah. and <laughs> and then you walk into the space and it was just people and yeah. and all types of people but it, i i reviewed it you have to listen to the episode and and also felicity is an amazing photographer so just, so her eye i really respond to how she takes images and on the night they had these massive like projections of you know, flowers and stars and things like vision, like it was beautiful. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I, if we can support that, just tell yes. us, send us the links, we'll s- tell we'll everyone be, about once, it. Once it's
2: happening, mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely keep out, um, keep uh, the messaging going on. And yeah, we'd love your support, you guys. Yeah. Of oh, course.
0: Cool. <laughs> actually, where do people find you? So tell us oh, which. Oh, okay,
2: so um, at, at the moment um, I run a blog Called in my younger years so on there I do some head wrap stuff um, some think pieces and um, I'm hoping to introduce my filmmaking um, stuff into that as well so right now I'm working on a documentary it's been a while in the making but it's happening and it's just um, another sort of um, African Australian story mm-hmm. um, I'm very excited to share that with you guys so yeah the best place would be to find me on my blog which would be
0: in my younger years in my younger years uh, dot com. com. okay I'll put a link in the in the episode awesome. details Thank you. on to you Christopher what are you working on how can we support you and your storytelling
1: Yeah I'm not actively working on on anything at the moment but the next thing that I'm gonna start doing is a short podcast series so about five little episodes just going through a couple of themes on love and relationships so I'm that's going to be the next thing that I sit down and put pen to paper and, and plan out that's it and then once i finish that uh, i got a whole list of stuff i want to try yeah. but i try and keep myself uh, like focused by not like trying mm. to do everything at the same time so yeah that's, that's the only thing that's coming well, nice. that's it. and like,
0: what's your instagram yeah. handle because your instagram page is quite quite fun
1: oh thank you uh it's citizen something just those two words <laughs> yep. all yes. one phrase i love yeah. it nice.
0: citizen something okay and tanya what about you um, so um, I'm working on the next event
3: for Africa on Screen, which actually happens to be um, just a, a one-off screening at the Loop Bar in March. I think from uh, I think it's the 24th, yeah, 24th of March. That we're screening um, a film that I'm very excited about called White, Color, Black. Um, a friend of mine that and he filmed across UK, Senegal, and he's um, Nigerian, but Mm. going into Senegal and trying to manoeuvre his way with um, Dudley O'Shaughnessy, and um, Mm. I think I'm saying her name wrong every time, Yashra Dudley. She's a poet and a writer, um, and they do a really good um, art cinematic piece, Um, That talks about going home and finding your place. So really excited for that. So if people can come out, come out and you know have a drink, have a a movie watch with us and and talk cinema. Um, And on from that, we're going to try and do every bi-monthly screenings um, at Loop. And then we've got our festival, which um, really is probably the shining star of the year, which will be September into October. So we'll try and run it towards end of um, September, and hopefully bringing a few filmmakers down from South Africa and Zimbabwe. So. That'd be great. Yes. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Africa on Screen. Um, or go onto our website for any news and sign up for our newsletter. Um, it's africonscreen.com.
0: Mm-hmm. Fabulous. No, this is all exciting. Isn't projects. it just? <laughs> isn't it just? Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, go on, Iz. Yeah, I'm excited to go. To yeah, go how, how, can we, how can we support you, Iz?
4: Yeah. Uh, well, um, I don't know where to start. I'm working on a couple of projects. Uh, I'm working on um, a documentary about jewelry between Australia and Denmark, and also it's just gonna be an art installation project type thing, and that is gonna be around June. Uh, we will do that in Denmark, and also I'm working on a short film with the Wyndham, which is I would love for all of you to get involved. Yeah. Uh, it's funded by white people. Thanks guys. Yeah. Most Thank you. So um so, the money's day. So on on Wednesday um um, when I get like a full green lid I will start you to reach out uh, for photographers. You you've got a good eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watch one Mm. of your short film in Instagram. Yeah. So I really love the color and its texture. Mm -hmm. So that it's in my head. Um and and and. Uh, that's a separate short film and then I'm working on another short film it's called Deng in China and oh that, wow and that it's um, it's that's that's the short film that I'm doing for the feature film oh. okay wow. so um so yeah I'm, I'm I'm excited so and also I'm working on a documentary of, it's funded again by seed of Wyndham. Um, so yeah I will I will reach out so by this week, uh, i'll reach out and i just wrapped up uh jack irish mm-hmm. so um, i'm excited to see it as well on the screen in july so mm-hmm. so yeah you could um go to my website uh e z e l d i n d e n g dot com or instagram is Zeldin Deng, okay. i'm trying to get away from Facebook.
0: I know, (laughs) know, right? Everyone is. I think, yeah. I just, um, that's (laughs) maybe that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I want to thank each of you for coming out to have a chat on this podcast. Uh, You actually all inspire me separately as. And then collectively, uh, whatever, but but collectively, Mm. I am very excited about then the possibilities of what we could make together in the future, but also what our communities can see about us coming together. Because another topic in itself is how sometimes within our black communities, we don't love each other the right way and Mm. support each other and, um, you know, ways that we can still support each other it is something that interests me. So um, because I couldn't be at that event, the the Melbourne premiere with everyone, I was really itching, like, I need to talk to my people. <laughs> and so you've cured me. Thank you very much. And so, yeah, for everyone listening, if you want to follow my adventures, I am at taku.com.au or Instagram at Taku Speaks. Same with Twitter, which I hardly use. And then Taku TV on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for listening, and thanks again to these fabulous people. Thanks, Felicity, Christopher, Tanya, and S. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, pleasure. And it's a wrap. (laughs) With so many more things to (laughs) tell.